What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. Currently still thawing out from quite a long week of being iced in and not being able to get out and go around town and do the things I got to do. But finally, the ice is melting and I'm driving around town and it's just great to be out again. Anyway, if this is your first time tuning in to Dig Straight Down, I want to welcome you here. This is a podcast all about Minecraft updates, whether those are updates that are actually coming to the game or they're just updates we're making up on our own just for fun. Either way, if either of those things are interesting to you at all, you were in the right place. And yeah, I had a long week uh, this past week. I don't know how much I talked about it on the podcast, but I talked about it a bit on the Discord. Um, I was snowed in. Okay, so it it snowed for one day, and for the rest of the day, the rest of the week, it was just ice. Just ice falling from the sky. and, And just sticking to everything and making everything really slippery and slick. And I know a lot of my friends who live uh, further away from the equator than I do, um, they, that, that, that might not sound so bad. I mean, you just put chains on your tires or whatever. You get your sled dogs out and you're totally fine. Not so here, my friend. Not so here. Um, where I live, in a very hot and humid area of the world, this kind of thing doesn't happen very often. In fact, it probably only happens once every one or two years. Um, But when it does happen, our infrastructure to deal with this kind of thing is non-existent. We don't have snow plows. We don't have uh, people who go around uh, salting the roads. I don't even know how that works, by the way, but that doesn't happen. Um, Nobody here knows or is equipped to drive on the ice and snow. Um, And so literally what happens is life shuts down for as long as the roads are unsuitable to drive on. And that's been the case for me. This is my first day to actually get out of the house and go somewhere in that in like over a week. So <laughs> I've had cabin fever for a little bit, even though I did enjoy it. I enjoyed being home with my family more and and just enjoying those times playing in the snow. Um, this was my youngest's first time to see any sort of snow in her life. So um, that was really fun to share that experience with her. We sledded down a hill. You know, our, our, our neighbors actually come from up north. So they actually have real sleds and not like garbage can lids or whatever we have around here. So we were sledding down a hill. You know, we were playing. We were having a lot of fun. And I shared some of those adventures over on the Discord. And uh, so, yeah, I have been sharing some bonus content, some bonus material on uh, the Discord in the form of some short little clips and stuff. And I might start doing that a bit more regularly. Um, So if you're interested in that, please go and hop over to the Discord. Um, But without any more of that talking about snow and stuff, let's just get right into the episode. And you know how we start off these episodes with the Q&A segment. A few episodes ago, I asked you guys, what is your favorite food source and why? A lot of food sources in Minecraft and a lot of ways that a lot of people think that they should be updated. In fact, my Wednesday episodes uh, for a while here are going to be about that very topic. But this is what you guys had to say. Torben said, suspicious stew. I love the randomness it adds to the game. Or you can craft it to get specific effects. That's something I haven't really um, dug into in, in my own gameplay. But I have seen other people do it and it is really cool. Evie says, for me, it is the golden carrots. Bingo, that's the right one. (laughs) Because once you unlocked them on a farmer, they are pretty easy to get. Silas said, mushroom soup. It is very 
underrated, but it can really help, and it's pretty easy to craft. Coleman says pumpkin pie. It is really easy to obtain via villager or soon-to-be the crafter. It replenishes four bars and lasts quite a decent amount of time. LG says, I believe that melons are the best food source because when you plant it, you don't need to plant it again. It grows themselves when you need to just go through it to chop all of the melons. That's a good point. Melons do grow differently than other crops, as well as pumpkins. Energy Turtle says, this may seem weird. Rotten flesh. I always have so much in my inventory that it is a quick way to fill my hunger bar, and then I use another food source to get saturation. So there's a strategic way of using an uncommon food source, or it's a common food source in that you see a lot of it, but you rarely use it as a food source. Um, but that's a good way of using it, is filling up your hunger bar and then using a something like, I guess, a uh, cooked beef, maybe, to fill up your saturation. Pretty good strategy there. James says, I like golden carrots because they recover quite a bit of hunger and you can get them through villagers or a golden carrot farm. James died of boredom waiting for his carrots to grow. Absolutely, yeah, they take forever. Potato says, the suspicious soup, the one with the dandelion, it has more saturation. And I've been seeing a lot of people use this, um, even like in PvP, that there is a particular suspicious stew that is really good um, for saturation and healing and just making sure that you are always full. That's a great point. This person likes chickens forever says, to be honest, I really like baked potatoes because they are really cheap in the saturation system in bed and bedrock is a bit different. So golden carrots don't really make a difference. And finally, HT says enchanted apple because it has so many good effects or cake because you can eat it and build with it. You know how people say don't play with your food? Well, in Minecraft, they encourage you to play with your cake <laughs> and start building with it. So thank you so much, guys, for these uh, ideas and for these answers. And if you want your answers to be read out on an upcoming episode, go to this episode on Spotify, interact with the Q&A post there, and I'll do my best to read out as many of those as I can in a future episode. Or you can just go over to the Discord because I am posting the Q&A also over there. So either way, uh, you can participate in this. And I've been talking about the Discord a lot, and I do want you to go ahead and just jump over and join. Um, again, you can participate in the One Block Challenge, you can participate in the Q&A segment, or you can just talk with other people who play Minecraft and listen to this podcast. The link is in the description. You don't have any excuse. Um, if you're able to get on Discord, you can just join up, and it's a fun place to be. Also, the One Block Challenge of this week, the theme is Damage. Again, if you need a refresher on any of those points, go to the description of this episode, and you can see all of those details there on uh, what the One Block Challenge is and how to participate in it. The theme is Damage, so I want to start seeing your ideas tomorrow. The, uh, the deadline is tomorrow, so you better send them in as soon as you can. And finally, let's talk about the YouTube channel. I'm really, really, really close to 500 subs, and I want to hit 500 by the end of this month. The goal is right in reach, guys. So if you haven't already subscribed to my channel, go ahead and do it. The next video should be coming out fairly soon. I have it almost done. Almost done. I just need to sit down and do the rest of the, just do the rest of the work and get it out. Um, but if you want to see the video, go over to my YouTube channel and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. With that all of the way, guys, let's get into the main discussion of this episode. So something that I don't really talk about a whole lot, and I should start talking about more, is the Minecraft feedback site, 
where the community is encouraged to go and uh, post their ideas for things that they want to see in Minecraft. It's literally what this podcast is all about, isn't it? And so what I did is I went over to the feedback site for this episode and I sorted it by the most voted for posts. And then I looked and I saw, wow, there's a lot of these posts that are under review, which in my opinion, which to me means that Mojang or someone at the Mojang team is taking a serious look at considering these ideas. Now, of course, that's not a guarantee that these ideas are coming to the game or that they're even being seriously thought about in the development process. But what it does mean is that these ideas were interesting enough that Mojang decided, hey, let's put a pin on this idea and let's keep an eye on it and see where it goes and see if there's a place to fit into the game. So I came up with a list of the top 10 most voted for under review feedback posts. So these are not the top 10 most voted for feedback posts, but these are the top 10 most voted for feedback posts that are labeled as under review. So these are things that we might partic- we might potentially see uh, come into the development loop in one way or another, maybe in a mob vote kind of thing, or maybe in uh, concept art one day. Who knows how this could work? It might even come up in a spinoff game. But these are things that are um, alive in the mind of Mojang and could potentially come into the game somehow, some way, come into the world of Minecraft. So I wanted to go down this list of top 10 ideas and give my thoughts on each one. So we're going to start with uh, the 10th place and go on up to the most voted. Um, So we're going to start here with Owls. And Owls is sitting at 8,295 votes, quite a bit of votes for Owls. And the description on this post is, this animal would be able to be tamed like parrots and can sit on your shoulder. But the difference between the two would be that the owl can deliver signed books, but in the author's space, you would write the name of the person you would want to send it to. So not only is this a uh, adding the owl to Minecraft, it is also changing the way books work so that you can actually put the name of the player that you want to deliver the book to and give it to your owl and send it to that player. I think that this is a really cool idea. I know that this was actually brought up before on this podcast. Somebody sent me an idea extremely similar to this one. Um, and, and I reacted to it at that point. It was probably many, many, several episodes ago, but this idea is a really, really good idea. Um, obviously we have the Harry Potter connection here with owls delivering messages. Um, everybody kind of likes this idea and, and owls to me, owls are my favorite birds (laughs) in the real world. They're just really, really cool. They can do a lot of cool things. They fly super silently. They're huge. Some of them, and they're just really beautiful. And I imagine an owl in Minecraft would look really, really funny, would look really, really cool. Um, They would probably be very boxy, like just a rectangle with eyes uh, that can spread wings all of a sudden and sort of glide around like a phantom. Um, I don't know how fast these would fly, but I do like this idea a lot. One thing that I think that this idea, if it was implemented, something else would have to change about Minecraft, and that's the fact that unloaded chunks would greatly interfere with the owl working in this way. Once it flew into unloaded chunks, it would freeze in place until those chunks were loaded. And so something would have to change about loading chunks in Minecraft. Maybe owls would have to act as chunk loaders. Um, 
but I think that that would potentially cause a lot of lag. So I don't know how Mojang would would uh, work with this idea and how they would implement it. But again, I think this is a really cool idea. Now, sitting at 10,866 votes, we have number nine place. And the post is about expert mode. And essentially, now this is a very, very long post, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. But the basic gist of this post is that um, Minecraft needs a more difficult difficulty setting <laughs> that is specifically there for um, people who have been playing the game for a very, very long time. And uh, the suggestion talks about updating uh, AI for hostile mobs, pathfinding improvements, uh, target pursuing improvements for mobs, um, things like unique mob abilities, changing the creepers, changing skeletons and zombies to be more difficult, uh, endermen to be more difficult, elder guardians, all of these kinds of things. Uh, illusioners would be added into the game. Um, and the conclusion of this post says, an update which would introduce expert mode of sorts uh, would greatly revitalize the game overall. Minecraft has great potential for having a difficult game mode, which is, which is exactly why I suggested the ideas listed above. Um, now, my opinion is that this would be interesting to have, and some of these changes to AI and changes to individual mobs would be really cool. I personally don't feel the need for this to come to the game. I don't think that um, hardcore mode or hard mode in the game is too easy at all. Now, other people might disagree with me, but I guess you're just really cracked at the game, and I am just not as good as you, which is probably the case. Um, but I don't really see the community asking for this a whole lot. Now, it is. it does have a lot of votes in the feedback site. It has, let me see again, it has... Um, 10,866 votes, which, I mean, when you take that into consideration, you compare that to the overall, take that to the overall uh, player base of Minecraft, that's not a whole lot of people, but a whole lot of, not a whole lot of people actually look at the feedback posts. Um, so to get this many votes means a lot of people liked this idea, it resonated with them in some way, so maybe I'm reading the community wrong, but it doesn't seem to me that this idea is something that everyone really, really wants. Um, but I would probably take some some individual things uh, out of this uh, and and implement it. Uh, for instance, um, let's say let's see here. Uh, drowned would attempt to drown the player if they are close enough to grab the player's legs. Uh, things like um, zombie pigmen, which kind of tells you how old this post is that it's not called zombified piglins. But zombie zombie pigmen would be a hive mind allowing them to spread the last lo known location of their targets from the above-mentioned new target-pursuing algorithm to any other nearby zombie pigmen with the same target worth no current target. So it, some of these things would be cool to see, but the overall idea of having an expert mode, I'm not really sold on it. But I would like to hear what your ideas are, so drop into the Discord and talk about this. Now, at 8th place, we have a, uh, a post here that's sitting at 12,998 votes, and the post is requesting a jellyfish mob. The recent aquatic update is probably Minecraft's best yet, in my humble opinion. Okay, so this is telling us how old this one is. It's, it's obviously the update aquatic had just come out. The new mobs, the added blocks, and best of all, the clear water. 
Uh, so here's my request. In light of the new droves of water mobs that popped up, I found myself feeling that the only thing missing was the jellyfish. So this one really, really wants a, uh, a jellyfish mob. Maybe the player takes minor damage from its stinger when they bump into one. Maybe it has a glow-in-the-dark feature or swims in clusters. Maybe the turtle mob naturally chases after them. It would be a beautiful addition to Minecraft aquariums and ocean worlds. I find myself really agreeing with this post a lot. Um, talking about aquariums. Aquariums is something I always enjoyed building. I don't do it very much anymore. But when I started playing Minecraft, it was always cool to have one wall of your base sort of be filled with water and put fish or somehow catch a squid or maybe even a dolphin and putting it in your aquarium makes you feel sort of like you've got, you know, you, you've got a rich base full of, you know, creatures that you've collected. Um, and having jellyfish in there would be really, really cool. I think this would be a perfect addition to things like, um, like a, like a glow in the dark jellyfish would be perfect to have in the deep oceans or maybe some uh poisonous jellyfish would be fun to have in shallow oceans or maybe even in coral reefs i think this would be just a really cool looking mob um because they're cool looking in real life as well and uh this post in particular had some artwork that they that they added to describe how the mob would look and i liked the look of it a lot so uh, yeah i think that honestly this should have been added instead of the glow squid <laughs> Um, because glow squid stinks, but, um, I don't know how they would have had the glow ink sac if, unless, unless you just take an ink sac and just combine it with a glowstone dust, then you have glow ink sac. Yeah, that's how I would have done it. Um, but I do like this idea a lot and I think that the jellyfish should just be added, should just be added to Minecraft. In seventh place, we have sitting at 19,000. So that's a lot. 19,357 votes. We have the post titled Seasons for Most Biomes. At least the medium lush biomes could have four seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. The cold, snowy, or hot desert jungle biomes could be excluded from this. What do seasons change? The most visible change is vegetation. For example, colored tree foliage in autumn or blossoms in springtime. Uh, there are already moon phases in Minecraft. Maybe, maybe the seasons could be tied to this. One entire moon circle or cycle could be one season. I think it would make the game more diverse and enjoyable. Now, I've made my opinions known about uh, seasons in Minecraft. I'm of the opinion that I don't want dynamic changing seasons in Minecraft. We already have um, biomes for spring, winter, and um, summer, essentially. What we need is one for fall, and then we're done. Like, we don't need anything else uh, for seasons in Minecraft. And we certainly don't need it to be snowing in a plains biome or, um, you know, having sweltering heat in a um, taiga biome. Like none of those need, none of that needs to happen. Um, for instance, if you're, if you're building a particularly uh, summertime theme to build in, say, a sunflower plains, because that's a summery biome, uh, and then we have dynamic weather or dynamic um, seasons added to the game, it's probably going to turn winter and your whole build is going to be ruined for a little while. Um, so either this 
needs to be implemented, but optional, or it doesn't need to be implemented at all. And we should instead focus on getting a fall or autumn biome implemented. And I think the best way to do this would be having a maple grove biome. Similarly to how we have a cherry blossom grove, we need to have a maple grove. And a maple tree would just be, you know, a nice looking tree with red and yellow leaves. Um, I think that would go a long way to adding more fall type things to the game. We already have pumpkins and things like that, things that are associated with fall. We just need a few more missing pieces and then uh, we have the whole package. So that's my feelings about it. And again, if you disagree with me, uh, send me an email or drop it to the Discord and let me know. All right, the rest of these are quite short, so I'm going to go through these a little faster. Number six, we have at sitting at 19,472 votes, concrete and terracotta having slabs, stairs, and walls. Um, the post is basically just saying that it's really dumb that we don't have these things for concrete and terracotta blocks. And a resounding hallelujah from the entire community. Everybody, even if they're not builders, everybody thinks it's ridiculous that we don't have concrete stairs and slabs and walls and terracotta stairs and slabs and walls. Like, why is this limited to very specific blocks? And these are particular blocks that you would want to build with, like concrete. I mean, that's it seems like a no-brainer, right? Um, and instead, we're getting like a whole army of copper blocks. And don't get me wrong, copper blocks are great, but it seems to me that if you were to offer more copper blocks to, to the community or uh, concrete stairs and slabs, they would say concrete stairs and slabs every time. So this is obviously what we want, and it seems kind of silly that Mojang isn't giving it to us. So uh, that's my opinion, and I totally agree with this post. At number five, uh, with uh, 25,862 votes, we have uh, availability for Oculus Quest. <laughs> So somebody just wants uh, Minecraft in VR. And you know what? Hasn't this already happened? Is Minecraft not for the Oculus? Is it not? I thought it was for something. Now, I am completely outside of the VR circle. I don't know what's going on in VR. I don't know what's added to VR. I have not ever used VR. And I think it's really cool. But I'm completely unaware of what's going on with the Oculus and Minecraft. Um, so either this is a very, very old post and it's already been added or the Oculus Quest is a very old thing that nobody uses anymore. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, Minecraft and VR. Why not? Why not? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Let's let's do it. Obviously, a lot of people want it. OK, number four place with twenty eight thousand five hundred and nine votes. We have Java Par Java parody spectator and hardcore game modes for Bedrock Edition. Um, yes, absolutely, and the entire Bedrock Edition uh, gameplay, um, people are standing up and cheering and clapping for this. They want spectator and hardcore game modes. But, but just come on, just add it. Like, how hard could it be, really, just to change your game mode a little bit? It doesn't seem that difficult. Um, this is a part of parody that's always puzzled me, and I think needs to be changed. All right, and number three, we have with 33,040 votes, backpacks just backpacks now this is a very generic post i feel like that uh mojang themselves posted because we have an admin note here on this post and it just says discuss backpacks and implementations here please keep your feedback civil and constructive so essentially this post right here is acting as a forum for ideas for the backpack and you guys know how i feel about the backpack i'm all for it 
I think it would be a wonderful addition to Minecraft. I think there'd be so many great uses for it. And honestly, I kind of feel like we're going to see it implemented in way, way, or what in one way or another at some point because the, the community just keeps making a big fuss about it. So backpacks in Minecraft. Uh, yes, I am pro backpacks in Minecraft, and I'm pretty sure you are too. Uh, at this, at second place, we have with 36,075 votes, bed sheets with banner designs. This is crazy that this has more votes than backpacks. Banners have been a great feature in Minecraft, and recently, well, and recently will be linked to waypoints for remembering locations, which is an amazing feature. This is, of course, referencing how you can use back, um, how can you, how you can use banners to mark places on a map. Beds introduced new colors not long ago. Again, this is an old post. Making room designing more enjoyable. Something else I'd like to see is combining both banner and bed into bed sheets, giving players the ability to change what bed design you want. Um, this gives banners another refresh and beds even more exciting. I wouldn't describe beds as exciting, but yeah, sure, it would make the beds at least a little bit exciting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Why would this not be something that we want in Minecraft? Just, just make beds banners that we can sleep in. I mean, it's no surprise that the, the community wants this. It would be a cool thing to have. I don't know how much I would use it, but again, I have used trims and I didn't think I would. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Am I, am I for this? I am for this 100%. And in first place, this is kind of surprising to me that this made it all the way to first place. Uh, with 42,049 votes, we have fruit trees and bushes. The post just reads, I believe you should include bushes with berries and add trees with specific fruits in your next update. Now we do have bushes with berries. We have vines with berries as well. We have the glowberry and we have the sweetberry. Uh, so this has kind of already been implemented, but we don't have fruit trees. Um, yes, we have trees that drop apples, so technically we have fruit trees, but I don't think that that counts. I would like a tree that actually grows visible fruit that you could pick, um, that, and, and also the cocoa beans on jungle trees also doesn't count. That's not the same as fruit trees. Um, this would be really good for the my my upcoming <laughs> food update that I'm talking about on Wednesday episodes. I might talk about it tomorrow, actually. Um, and I think that this would be a great thing for early game, for people who might be playing with a more pacifist uh, gameplay style and don't want to kill mobs for food. Just to have something that you can just pick up off the ground or pick out of trees and start eating away, I think would be an excellent addition to the game. And also potentially add more wood types, perhaps. Um, I do like that we have the sweetberry bushes and the glowberry uh, vines. Those are great. I just think that fruit trees would also be a great addition. Well, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Let me know if you would like for me to continue maybe doing a little bit of a recurring episode where I go to the feedback website and pull ideas to react to. Uh, let me know if you liked that. So send me your thoughts and your ideas to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com or you can send them to me on the Discord as well. Join up there. The music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxalot and I have been your host, Rebel JC. Until next episode, everybody, keep digging straight down. I'll see you at Bedrock.